0: Thank you. So I want to take a moment to reflect upon the first, Unity's first principle, which is there is one power and one presence, active as the universe and as my life, God the good. I don't know how this has shown up in your life, but I'm going to share with you how it's shown up here with us over the last six weeks. So before Sean left, he had asked all of the speakers that he had lined up for the 12 weeks to hand in the title of our talks, which was like in August. And all I knew was September 1st because I knew I was going to do it on the topic of the World Day of Prayer. And I really had hoped to get all of my information from Unity for my schooling that I'm gonna to have to go and write three papers for in November so that I could pick a title topic that was the same as one of the papers and I didn't have to do double duty. And I could write my talks on, or write my papers on the talk and have the talk about the paper. And I'm waiting and waiting and Sean is waiting and waiting for me. I don't know who else you had, had to wait for it, but finally he's like, Teresa, I need talk titles. So I'm like, okay. So I went into meditation And what came up was, ask and it is given. And then the second one was, seek the kingdom first. Where do I go for that? So I'm like, okay, I know that these are scriptures and and I know they're pretty popular ones, so I submitted them. And then I get my information from school and I have the topics that I have to talk on. I'm like, okay. So my first topic was on Moses and the burning bush. And I'm like, well, somehow I have to make that work with ask and it is given. (laughs) And the second one was seek the kingdom. And my topic had to be on the story, the scripture about the talents. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take this one step at a time and trust that it'll work. So the first talk, Infinite Presence and Unlimited Potential, Turned out to be a talk all about the I am, right? remember I talked about the I am and the stories of the house and coupling the words I am with empowering words and the truth and knowing that the I am is really the God within every one of us, right? It's that God. It's what we call God in each of us. So it's all about that power that we all have, the power that we are. The next week, Reverend Robert Yarnell talked about the three Ps, pause, play, pray, and play, so that we can come from that place of God within. Interesting, similar, yet different a different way to approach coming from that God within. The third week, we had Reverend Nancy Napier talk about the indwelling spirit, that sacred place within all of us. Yet another way of saying the God within. You see a pattern here? Now some people might wanna say it's coincidence or synchronicity and it's like, no, it's God. It's God, sorry people, but it's the oneness of who we are. So then it gets really interesting because last week the title of the talk was "Asking It Is Given and when I received it, that assignment that's about Moses, I was like, okay, I this is going to work. But anyway, as I started doing my investigation, uh, Kenneth says, oh, I'll do my Moses song. Oh, you have a Moses song? <laughs> okay. Well, that's my first, you know, and it's eight minutes. I'm like, great, that means my, song, my talk doesn't have to be so long we've got an amazing kind of garment up here. It was awesome. It was awesome. I'm like, thank you, God. But then as I started looking into the story, the bush, the burning bush is all about our flame, the God within each and every one of us. I'm getting goosebumps. Mm -hmm. The God within each and every one of us. And how Moses metaphysically is, wait, it's here, represents the development of consciousness of the law of being. So here we all are trying to develop that consciousness of the God within us so that we can walk on this planet knowing who we are, being the empowered being that we came here to be. And asking the right questions and going within and getting the answers. And then, of course, we're taking through the journey of the spiritual detective by Reverend Sandra Bartman. And she talks all about her, the spiritual awakening and the questions that we have to ask ourselves. And yet another week, Kenneth ends the service with the songs about asking and seeking because, you know, up until I started this journey of becoming a licensed unity teacher, I always thought I was asking and seeking something outside of me, right? That God out there is going to give me an answer, right? Today I know it's the God within me. You see the thread? It's pretty obvious to me, I think. And, but it continues. So when I got the packet on, and I had already given the title, Seek the Kingdom, where do I go for that? I had thought maybe I would do the scripture about the prodigal son, but right at the top of the page, there was a scripture about the talents. And I'm like, something's drawing me to that. And I don't know why, but I think that's the one I have to do. So I just said, okay, I'll figure out why I have to do that, and that's what I'll do. So in preparation for that, the first thing I did was I Googled uh, Seek the Kingdom. And what came up was a YouTube version Of Kenneth singing that exact song. On, are you ready? October 13th, Uh, 2013. Isn't that wild? Six years ago, today. Wow. So cool. I still have goosebumps. Very amazing. So, in an effort to be complete, I wanted to, I'm going to share the quote. It's Matthew 6 33 and 34. It's seek ye first the kingdom and all else will be given to you as well. Then it goes on to say, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day. The Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament says that this particular scripture says, do not worry about which way you should go or what you should do next. Just ask for the light on where your next step should be right now. Ask for the light, ask for the guidance. What is my next step? Go within and ask, what is my next step? Show me the way and follow that guidance. The light, you will surely be walking the way of life because without the light, you cannot have life. They're one and the same. For the life and light are one. But if we let our mind get distracted with the future or the other things going on in our life, whether it's our checkbook or something going on with our kids or our dogs or something, right? We can get lost and not see the light, walk into the darkness and all of a sudden become frantic because we've gone beyond this moment and we've forgotten to ask God for guidance. We think that we can, we think we know the answers and we think we could do it without God. Anybody ever do that? You know, right? Just like me thinking I'm going to figure out how these talks are going to work together. Like I had some kind of power over that. So, so where do you go for the kingdom? We go within. We go to that sacred place. We go to the burning bush within us. We go to the heart. We pause we pray, we play. That's what the last six weeks have been about. So, the story of the talents is Matthew 25, 14 to 30. And a talent is, back in the Bible, the way it was talking about it was, it's a unit of weight equal to 66 pounds. And in this parable, a talent represents a large amount of money equal to several years wages. And it's about a man who gives a servant, he's about to go on a journey, and he picks three of his servants. He gives his first servant that he's known the longest, that he's had for the longest time working for him, he gives him five talents. He gives the second servant two talents, and he gives the third servant one talent. And he said, take care of this and I'll be back. And he doesn't say when or anything. So the man with the five talents takes the talents and he reinvests them and does whatever he does and ends up with 10 talents and hangs on with them. The man with the two talents does the same thing, takes the two talents and makes them into four talents. Now he has double. But the man with the one talent was afraid. He got scared. So he took his talent and he buried it. And then when the master came back, he said, okay, what have you got for me? So the first man said, well, I took your five talents and now I have 10 talents. The master was like, oh, that's wonderful. He said, thank you, trustworthy slave. He said, now I've given you little and you've made much of it. So now I'm going to give you more. And in the Bible, it says you had made God happy. Actually, he said, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So what that means is you've made God happy. The second servant handed over his two plus two more talents and the master again was very pleased. You have been trustworthy with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter thou into the joy of the world. And then the slave with the one talent, handed him back one talent and the master was upset. He took his one talent and gave it to the slave with 10 talents. And he said, for those who have, more will be given and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness, their men will weep and gnash their teeth because God is not happy with them. So, it was interesting because I remembered back when I was a kid and I heard the story, I thought the guy who buried his talent was like, yeah, he didn't lose it, right? I was like, yay, good for him. And when I read this, I was like, ooh, okay. But as you look at it for the metaphysical, well, let me tell you a little bit about the traditional. So, what I do, when I'm looking at the traditional um, interpretation is I go to this children's Bible because when it comes to the traditional interpretation, I'm like a child, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't see much in the literal um, interpretation. So what this child's Bible said is, the story, it's a, um, it's a parable, and Jesus told this parable to help people understand the kingdom of heaven. And I was like, wow, okay, tell me more. Because the kingdom of heaven is about looking for the talents and the gifts that we all have within us. It's our responsibility to find those gifts and to share them. And so Jesus, you know, I don't know if it was Jesus or whoever was telling the story, How to make it be about the physical world, right? Because that's the way they understood the Bible back then. That's the way they understood Jesus' teachings. It's all about the money. It's all about the outward appearance of accumulating and having things. But it's actually about to look within and to find those talents within us. The Holy Spirit interpretation of the New Testament says... This is a story of faith. One servant or one slave believed the fear he thought he saw and reacted to his belief as if it was real. Fear begets fear. If you seek evidence of fear in the world, guess what? The world is going to show it to you all over the place. Whatever we look for, we're going to find, right? So... He gets to go out and weep and gnash his teeth and be afraid and be sad, but fear is an illusion so it's something that we can all overcome. When we go within, we find out what is ours to do. What does it mean to be our best self? Because if we're not our best selves, then we find ways to be distracted, we find ways to be afraid, we find ways to be sad. So. What it suggests is be like the other two servants who did not place their faith in fear. Have faith beyond your fear and you shall reap your reward even within your world, in the world. For the world is a place of fear, but fear is not real. So therefore the perception of fearful world can not be real either. The metaphysical Bible dictionary goes a little bit deeper. It says that talents are our spiritual gifts. Life, love, truth, substance, intelligence, faith, power, judgment, will. In fact, every inherent attribute of man's being have their roots in God. All the gifts of spirit are to be used to man's fullest abilities. So the competent person who's met with creative ideas, shares them with the world, doesn't think they're insignificant. So many of us, or I'll talk about myself, thinks my, I think my ideas are insignificant. Oh, who's gonna think that's a good idea, right? And and it's those ideas that, they're divine ideas, they're coming to us, so they're divine ideas. So which of the divine ideas that are coming to you do you wanna focus on? Do you wanna bring to the world? Do you wanna share? The joy of thy Lord in the consciousness of having is the consciousness of having done one's best. That's the metaphysical interpretation of it. When you do your best, you get to experience the joy of the world. The person who is too cautious buries their talent because fear will not let them share it. What we think God determines is good or bad, significant or insignificant, is not what God is determining, it's what we're determining, it's what our ego is determining. It's not what God is determining. And in this caution, one does nothing and is met with the consequence of nothing and feeling like like they're in that place of lack. The world is full of people with talent that are afraid to use it because of their mindset because they think it's insignificant. But the fact is, we are all one. None of us have an insignificant talent. We're all needed to be an expression of God's good here. People who had confidence, okay, let's think about a few things that like, I, I thought of a few things that were like ridiculous, but these people thought of them, brought them to the world, and made out okay. Like, does anybody, rem- and I'm gonna date myself here, okay. But does anybody remember the Cabbage Patch dolls? Cabbage Patch dolls. I mean, like, people wanted them and bought them, and it was crazy. You couldn't get them. Or how about Beanie Babies? Right? Ridiculous, but a divine idea. There's a book that isn't too old. I don't know how big of a book it turned out to be, but it was a brilliant idea. I think the title was something like What Every Man Knows About Women... And they open it up, and every page is blank. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what a brilliant idea. How much time did that person put into that? <laughs> How much money do you think that person made? Probably quite a bit. But And, and if you guys can think of any others, the, the biggest one that was so ridiculous that made, I'm sure, a million dollars, if not more, is... The pet rock. (laughs) The pet rock. It's like, come on, people. And I remember back then, I think there were 10 bucks or something. You know, it was like, that person had no inhibitions about using their creativity and bringing it to the market and shining. And more came to them, and more kept coming to them. Let these people be our teachers. None of our ideas are insignificant. And, you know, it's been so interesting for me because I, I shared with you. The other day, I had a meeting here with uh, the HR director for a company and they wanted somebody to come in and do a one hour presentation of mindfulness and a meditation for their three day manager's meeting. And I was very excited about it. I submitted a proposal and they wanted me to come in and actually do a mini version of it for the wellness committee this week. So I went in on Wednesday and they were expecting six people, but 12 people came. And before I even left, they were like, you got it. You, I'm gonna sign the proposal, but we're doing it on the 23rd at 8.30 in the morning, and 450 employees are gonna be here for it. So I was like, wow, how exciting is this? Like, I am sharing my passion, what I love to do with people, and they're excited to hear it. This one woman, Um, It was so interesting because, you know, it's about awareness. It's about becoming aware of things that normally go unnoticed, right? That's what mindfulness is. And as we become aware of things that go unnoticed, we become aware of our thoughts. And as we become aware of our thoughts, we become aware of those thoughts that are keeping us stuck, that are keeping us from being the best we can be. We're censoring those divine ideas, but it starts with becoming aware of our breath, becoming aware of the mundane that goes on around us. I got an email from the woman the next day, the director of HR. By the way, just wanted to let you know that as I walked into the office this morning, I noticed a certain smell. Nothing bad or anything, just the smell of the office. Point is, I noticed it and I never noticed it before. I just cried. I was like, wow, that was after one 10 minute meditation and talk. And by the way, they want me to speak on the 23rd and they want me for two other dates for the whole company. So, I I'm doing something that I was never encouraged to do. As a matter of fact, I could still hear, it's now my voice. I heard it Thursday night. Who do you think you are? Your, your talk is terrible. And now, though, it's no longer my mother's voice. And now I say, I'm a child of God, sharing my gift, speaking what's important to me, speaking with. I think helps people. I know it's helped me to show up and be authentic and shine my light, and I just want everybody to be able to do that. So the story of the talents and the story of the burning bush and the story of the sacred place within each of us says cultivate our spiritual nature with the same enthusiasm and effort that we go to work with every day, that we do our artwork with. Take note of any function of your body or life that is slow or sluggish because that means there's some talent buried in your subconscious that's wanting to come out. Take notice. Find out what it is and bring it to expression. Do not come under the bondage of I can't, of the I can't man. He's the one who believes in limitations and wraps his talents into those limitations and no increase is possible. And then you don't get to share it with the world. Appetite, lust, passion, addictions, and various secret sins of mankind are also buried talents. They're returning no increase because they are held in bondage of material thought. It is that thought that digs in the earth and covers up many a good quality, covers up our light. Uncover that talent. Uncover that gift. Here's an affirmation. God's will is being done in all my thoughts and acts. God's will is being done in all my thoughts and acts. And as we say that over and over and over again, it's the higher law that will resurrect these buried talents. God's will is being done in all my thoughts and acts. So to summarize, where do we go to seek the kingdom? We go within. We go to the sacred. We go to the burning bush, our heart. We pause, we pray. And then we hit play. We go out there and we play. We go into the silence. We affirm God's will is being done in all my thoughts and acts. And the higher law will resurrect any buried talents. Remember the gifts of the kingdom is already in us. We just have to dig them up and share them with the world. The joy of the Lord is the consciousness of having done one's best and sharing those gifts. By being the best we can be and sharing that best, we experience the joy of God. And so it is. Wow.